Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Everyone and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host Juliet Lamar, and we have with us today Daryl DiPietro. He is the president and CEO at Coincierge Club. Daryl, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about this club you've got here, Coincierge. What is it? What yeah. do you do? Yeah, so absolutely. So um, we're a Vegas-based blockchain development company, and we noticed a major opportunity out here in the Las Vegas landscape in tourism. So we decided to build a cryptocurrency, uh, and then we realized that we needed to have a vehicle for that cryptocurrency. So we developed a private key wallet for uh, buying goods and services with crypto. Um, now, our wallet's unique because it holds 14,000 different cryptocurrencies um, and has military-grade encryption built into it. So it uh, it gives the users the ability to feel more secure with a mobile private key wallet um, and buy, you know, things that they would normally buy, but not have to use fiat currency, not have to deal with the middlemen, um, not have to deal with, you know, PayPal's and Venmo's and, and credit card processing and things like that. Um, so the club part of it really comes into the coin. Um, we created a coin with the exact business model of the AMX Centurion card, which is um, more commonly known as the AMX Black card. But it's a credit card that comes with a concierge service that'll book anything that you need. Um, and so what we did was we sent one of our founders to go work for AMX. He got trained by them for four weeks. He took phone calls as a, tra a travel consultant. And then we picked his brain to build this business model. Um, but instead of having a million dollar credit limit in order to get that service through AMX, you only have to have one of our coins. And our coins range from you know 10 cents to 41 cents, depending on the day and depending on what they're trading at. So it's a huge advantage. Um, and so that's where the, the whole club part comes into. We want people to feel like they're, they belong to something, that they get a value out of it um, and kind of try to shift the industry away from everybody just looking at this as a, you know, utility tokens and security tokens and kind of give a new opportunity for the industry, if that kind of sums it up. Oh, okay. So when we talk about the user experience when using uh, the app, you know, is it, it's like a wallet. What other, are there any unique features besides, besides what you just mentioned that, that you can do specifically on the Coinsierge wallet? Yeah, I mean, well, realistically, the most unique feature is its versatility. You know, to have 14,000 mm -hmm. different cryptocurrencies at your disposal to be able to huge. buy things with is huge. I mean, the, most people don't even know that there's that many cryptocurrencies out there. So it's interesting when you start getting into these conversations about, oh, we can do this and we can do that. Um, but some of the other features that are on there that it allows you to see, you know, what the what the cost of the transaction was. It allows you to see a, a received and sent transaction history. It allows you to have a Profile information stored inside there. Um, it'll tell you, you know, where you can use it, what venues you can use it at. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's got a QR code scanner built into it as well. Uh, and that's the relationship that it works with our point of sale system, which is the other side of the application. Um, and so for the user side, you know, they download the wallet. For the vendor side, they're going to download our, uh, our vendor portal. And the vendor portal is a point of sale system that allows users to create custom QR codes, uh, ring up multiple items, have additional line items added to the checks or the receipts. Uh, they can also split tabs. Um, and eventually we're going to work it into a, you know, being able to track inventory and track, uh, you know, work hours and, and employee hours and things like that. Um, but so th those are kind of some of the unique features that we have right now. 
um, is our ability to, you know, send these 14,000 different cryptocurrencies and, and allow people to really use this money that most people say the biggest uh, issue with the industry is you can't spend it. Uh, and we created a way for you to do so uh, and it made it efficient for everybody to have. And you spoke for a moment about military grade security or am I saying that right? Yes. So our developer, uh, his day job, he's a subcontractor for the U.S. Department of Defense. And so he uses an encryption level, a SHA-256 encryption level on, um, on our site and on our uh, server and uh, through the application to make sure that the information is absolutely secure um, and there's not a chance that you would be able to reverse encrypt it. I think that's one of the main concerns besides people saying, oh, I have, now I have this cryptocurrency, where can I use it? It's also, I have this cryptocurrency, I don't want anyone else to use it. <laughs> Absolutely. And then that was our big concern as well, is if you're broadcasting this information over the web, because obviously these devices need to communicate, how are we going to protect people's information? And realistically, almost everything is centric to the node. So the security level of the information is mostly centric to the node. There's not that much information that actually gets passed to the mobile device. Um, so as far as like being hacked or anything like that, like it's not a big concern. Obviously, if you lose your phone and someone's able to hack your, you know, pin code or, or your pattern to get into it, um, then, I mean, that's that's kind of susceptible to any industry. But as far as mm -hmm. us and safeguarding users' information, um, all of the private proprietary stuff is stored on the node, uh, which is essentially just a big server, big computer. Um, tell me a little bit about your history with, with blockchain and cryptocurrency and how you really got into this space. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I had worked for Google. Uh, I was working on the Google Play Store, Google Play Store verticals and third party application support. Uh, they had let me go in January 2017 and I wasn't really sure what I was going to be doing. Um, and right around the same time that I was really needed to focus on getting another job, a friend of mine started posting about crypto and Bitcoin and making all this money. And if you put this money into this website, you're going to make this. And, you know, I was skeptical for about two weeks and then finally was like, well, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I'm going to put up the minimum amount possible that I can put in. Uh, and I did so. And um, three days later, yesterday to the day one year, uh, the website stopped funding. And uh, the money that I had put in was just gone. And uh, I felt like an idiot. I didn't know why I hadn't done my research like I normally would have. Um, but the benefit was this gentleman had put together a chat group of about 30 people that had all been ripped off at the exact same time. And so <laughs> I went into the chat group and I put, you know, Obviously, we're all mad that this happened, and some people lost a lot more money than I had. And I just said, well, why don't we build our own? And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what we were going to do. I just wanted to challenge this industry that we could build an ethical, uh, you know, located in the United States, verified addresses, uh, verified people, well, the actual workers, uh, cryptocurrency business. And so that's what we started with. And we decided to do what's called a Bitcoin faucet. And a Bitcoin faucet gives away free Bitcoin. Uh, we had no obligations on ours, no emails required, no signups, no credit cards, just free money. All you needed to do is put your public key address in, which as it sounds, it's public and everybody has one when they set up a wallet and you can collect free crypto. And while we did that, we also set up a, a PHP bulletin board, uh, which allowed users to go in and ask questions in an open format. Um, so that you were getting legitimate answers. And if there was somebody that had mentioned or talked about something scammy or had said something that we didn't like, we would call them out on it. Not delete it, not censor it, but call them out on it and make them, you know, explain themselves. And usually that is better than deleting it in, it, in itself. And then on top of that, we started writing blogs about the different projects that we were reviewing, regardless if it was a success, if it was a failure. Uh, we went and dove right into some of these uh, different lending platforms, ICOs, tokens, and, and wallets to give users 
all the information that they needed so that they didn't get ripped off. Uh, well, that has that had a special kind of magic to it. And then three weeks into doing that, we noticed a massive hole in the Las Vegas economy. Uh, we're all from Las Vegas. I worked in the casino industry for 10 years. Um, my founders are in the music scene, uh, and uh, one of them worked at a sports book for many, many years. And so we have this basis out here. We have a huge network out here. And we decided to go after the casino industry. There was a law that was passed in June, uh, June 5th, 2017, ironically, uh, that says any business that operates in the state of Nevada on blockchain technology is not subject to outside taxes, licenses, or regulations. So knowing that Nightlife had just been overregulated by the Nevada Gaming Control Board, we decided to create a token for the Las Vegas hospitality and gaming industry. Um, and when we did that, we realized, well, we've got this token, but how do you use it? So we created the wallet, and then we started going to conferences and realized that it was much, much, much bigger than just Las Vegas. Um, and so that's kind of where we got our start. Uh, that's how we kind of formulated into what we have now uh, from our very, very humble beginnings of just trying to help people out and make sure that they didn't fall into the same traps and, and the same mistakes that we did initially. And I love that you have this this social aspect to to your wallet and to your crypto forum because I think that's what's missing a lot of times for people when they, they want to get involved. They think, okay, I want to get involved. I want to buy some crypto. What do I do? And then when they, they're mm-hmm. encountered with, okay, here's this wallet to download. Here's, here's all these coins that you know nothing about. Where if you just had a little community where people can talk and reassure you that, hey, this isn't you know all smoke and mirrors. This can be profitable. And this is what we've found and learned. It's such a good support. So your social hub has, like you mentioned, you have a blog, you have a forum. You also have a Crypto Cash 101, which is just a cute little how to get started. So that education aspect is, is really great. Yeah, we feel like um, we wanted to really give back and help people. Uh, and we took it a little bit further. Uh, we don't really reflect this on the internet, but we do meetings out here in Las Vegas that we call the no sales pitch meeting. And um, you won't see any of us wearing any of our branded gear. You won't see any logos of our businesses. We're just here to help and here to explain how to get started, to know what the difference between, say, like a Coinbase exchange type wallet is versus a traditional private key wallet like an Exodus or something like that. And then how important it is when you're setting these up to safeguard your private key information and and seed information and things like that. Um, Because again, nobody told us this. I mean, when I got ripped off, I actually had to go to the bank three times in order to get ripped off because the guy that (laughs) gave us the link to get ripped off didn't explain that you had to put a certain amount of money in. So here I am trying to do less than the minimum. And it was just, you know, you understand, you learn from mistakes and uh, you try to give people the right advice based off of your experiences. Absolutely. And that that perfectly goes into the next question where I was going to say, you've been trial by error working in this space. What are some of the biggest lessons that you have learned? Ooh, that's good. Okay. So one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is read the tech, read the white papers, look up the team and, and, and actually see if you can see it succeeding. I, uh, I don't want to name it because, you know, it's, I'm not, it's not bad. It's bad form or whatever, but I participated in a pre ICO that I was very, very uh, excited about and it didn't, didn't do too well. And yeah. the reason why is because the team that they had behind it uh, wasn't able to execute on what they said that they were going to be able to do. And so yeah. regardless of how awesome an idea is, if the team there isn't there or the um, technology isn't there, or it's so far reaching that it, you know, it would take 20 years for them to accomplish. I mean, that's, you got to walk away. You got you to gotta not put your money into it or proceed with extreme caution um, with something like that. So that's, that's probably one of the, 
the bigger lessons and then also just you know treat everybody with the same respect obviously that you'd want to um everybody in this industry or not, not everybody but a lot of people in this industry are coming from a different industry and they're experts in that field and so just because you might not be a computer programmer or a computer scientist doesn't mean you might not be able to create the next blockchain solution so hear everybody mm -hmm. out um respect everybody's time because you never know uh, who you're going to be talking to. I mean, again, I worked in the nightclub industry for 10 years, and now we have a, one of the fastest technologies on the planet for moving information and currency. So we're, it, it just goes to show you can't really judge a, a book by its cover. A lot of the same rules of life uh, apply to crypto as well and to this space in general. Just be a good yes, human. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do people set up an account and, and just get started with, with uh, this? Okay. Yeah. So uh, you can go to the Google Play Store right now and download CoinSierge Club application. Um, once you download the application, you will actually create an account. At that point, all you have to do is just record or uh, store your private key information somewhere safe. Because if you ever lose your account or lose access to your account, um, then you'll be able to restore that account. So once you have that, uh, you can transfer currency in. Or you can go to our website and purchase some of our coins off the website. Very cool. And, you know, in this space where, where there's a lot of unknowns and, I mean, for me, when I think about cryptocurrency and the keys are what really gives me anxiety. It's like, don't lose this ever. But then also you can't keep it anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> Someone else could find it. Um, you know, what keeps you motivated in a space that is still kind of the Wild West? Ooh, okay. So I think that's what keeps me motivated. It's this opportunity that I feel like I've read about in history or witnessed as I was a young child, um, these different revolutions that have happened. You know, I, I watched the computer revolution happen, video game revolution happen. I watched uh, the cell phone industry startup. I saw the dot-com industry startup. Um, and I was just too young to have anything. I was a kid and, you know, there was no way I was going to start a company in those. And then with social media, I was just distracted in my professional career at the time. So the fact that the way this all played out that i was looking for something to do as far as you know a job or, or a career and had the time to be able to invest into this and then also had the backers that believed in the vision that we had to put up the capital to start this business um you know those are those are some of the other things that you know with the with the wild west aspect of this takes a certain kind of person to want to proceed yeah you've got to have the guts really <laughs> which i yeah. think is why people are afraid of decentralization in general because people don't want to take full responsibility for for their own things, for their own finances, for their own career paths, it's much easier to have someone else deal with it and then blame them if something bad happens. But with blockchain yep. and with crypto and all that, it's it's all on you. <laughs> and I think that there's going to be a shift once the value starts being provided from some of these projects that are out there. Once once you start seeing the you know di different unique applications that are supposed to be launching, and um, and I'm not just with currency, but with everything. People will start to want to come around and utilize the distributed ledger technology uh, and use this decentralized um, system of proof of consensus to come to agreements on things. I mean, it's in itself, it's a, it's perfect. I mean, I don't think that there's another system out there that can truly be trusted the way blockchain technology can. Well, yeah, it's 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 non-erasable. It's it's forever. Mm -hmm. Yep. Once <laughs> it's, it's once it's, it's confirmed, it's, it's forever. Yep, you said it right. Non-hackable, non non-refutable. Uh, cannot be reversed, uh, manipulated. So it's, it's, it's amazing. And uh, I'm just blessed to be in the space, to be fair, um, because it kind of just fell right on our lap at the exact right time. 
Do you think that's also one of the other reasons why maybe a lot of people, not people, but companies and, and people might not want to jump in to blockchain and to crypto because it is so transparent and it is forever? So if you did mess up, there's no talking your way out of it, per se. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. I think more importantly, it's the way that our economy, worldwide economy works right now that is giving the pushback. I mean, the systems that run the financial world are being challenged right now. And um, there's a lot of people. I mean, my sister, for example, she's got like a master's degree. She's worked for banks. She's been in, in you know, banking and, and auditing for years. And I mean, there's a real strong possibility that her, she might not have a job. The real strong possibility mm -hmm. that her entire type of uh, her career could go away or career paths for people that are like her could go away. So I think that's where the bigger, you know, blowback or pushback is coming from right now. Um, not so much the fact that you can't fix a mistake, but that these industries are really, really, really in jeopardy right now. Where do you see Coinsierge Club going and, and what kind of things are you planning on adding to the service? Okay, that's a great question. So we um, we actually met uh, with uh, the Mexican government at CES here in Las Vegas in January, and uh, we've been working with them since to figure out a way to bring technology companies down to Mexico and tokenize the economy. Um, and so that's really the next step with us is to solidify what we call these trade routes that we're going to try to connect from Mexicali to Nevada. And then more recently, we met uh, two different cities out in Louisiana, we met with some of their government officials and have been talking to them about connecting that into this. So realistically, connecting those trade routes from Mexico City up to Louisiana, from Louisiana over to Tucson, and from Tucson uh, north and south on the 95 uh, from Las Vegas to Mexicali. Um, we've created a patent for an energy project um, that I don't really want to discuss too, too much about because the patent is still pending. Um, but mm -hmm. we're going to be getting into the energy space um, with a proprietary algorithm, and uh, we're hopefully going to make a huge impact on Louisiana uh, because Louisiana's industry or economy is based off of the oil industry, and uh, we feel like we can shift that for them for the better. Um, and also, you know, the same thing with Nevada. You know, Nevada's got a lot of uh, a lot of sunshine and a lot of opportunities out here with energy in the energy space because of that. Oh, so those so are the that's two. That's a great direction. Yeah, no, we want to we want to take advantage of that. We definitely want to work with governments. Uh, my father is going to be an asset to this because he was he has worked in government before, um, at both as a fireman and also as a town councilman. So he's got the uh, he's got the knowledge for uh, what we need to accomplish out here in Nevada. That's excellent. So where's the best place for people to find you to connect to get involved with uh, with your social hub? Give us yeah, I mean we have our traditional social media channels. Uh, you can reach out on Coinsiers. Club or Crypto Cash Hub, uh, either one of them is managed. Mo the, most of the Quincy Air stuff still goes to me, um, but you know we have a great team managing the Crypto Cash Hub stuff as well. Um, and then you can also reach out uh, via email or join the social group. Uh, there's a social group on Quincy Air's Club. There is a forum on Crypto Cash Hub. There's just a lot of ways to get in touch with us. Uh, we wanted to, when we set off, we wanted to make sure we were one of the most transparent cryptocurrency companies on the planet. And so that's why you see verified addresses. That's why you see our information that connects back to our actual social profiles, um, because that's one of the biggest issues that we had with this industry was people were operating million and billion dollar businesses and you don't even know who owns them. Um, and so that's definitely what we set off to be different uh, in the space. So yeah, feel free to reach out. I mean, our, like I said, our office is on there. If you want to stop by, we have a receptionist, but 
they can always uh, buzz us and we'll come get you or have a, a meeting or, you know, whatever people want to do. We're always here. We're always accessible. It's kind of the goal of our business. Fantastic. Well, Daryl, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing this exciting new viewpoints on cryptocurrency and blockchain and just taking the time to discuss all of it with us. Well, thank you very much. I'm just happy to be in the space and thank you for including me in this uh, podcast. That was Daryl DiPietro. He is the president and CEO at Cointiers Club. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review and discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.